millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Coming up on TMS, seven boys, one Johnson. Let's test the major phases. It's large format ping pong. The cute side of a turd. Yoga pants and minivans as far as the eye can see. I got this uh, shriveled up orange that I'd like to talk about. <laughs> it's like short range tennis. Driving in the hunkabout. One up your switch. Don't need your validation. I don't need your thought control. Audible books not brought to you by Audible with Amy. Mayor of Theratown with Wendy. Stand still, laddie. And more on this episode of The Morning Stream. Into the deepest jungles went Pressman toy makers looking for something new. The secret they brought back for you is incredible. The Pressman Witch Doctor Head Shrinkers Kit. Plastic flesh, mixing cauldron, and petrifying potion. I'm gonna be eating some cheese. The Morning Stream. Sweep the leg! Everybody, welcome back to TMS. It is the morning stream for Thursday, March thirty first, last day of the month. So get your—I uh, don't know what do you got to get done before the Thursday. Well, get your patrons in. Like if you're if you're not a Patreon, then boom, today is the best day to do it because you start seeing you start feeling the love immediately. Oh yeah, as soon as you sign up, there's yeah. no delayed love. Mm-mm. It's immediate love. Exactly, you get it right away. You get all of April's benefits. Maybe even the tail end of, thir- of uh, March. I, I think maybe the tail end of March's benefits. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So uh, get over there. Get that done. That'd be good. Yeah. Uh, welcome yeah. to the show, everybody. We're glad to be here. I'm Scott, and that's Brian. We got stuff Hi. to uh, cover. Hi. Hey, I'm talking on this new mixer. I hope everything's set up right. You sound great. What kind of mixer is it? It is. I went. So, okay. So the, the story is when it went bad, my other one melted down. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I immediately cross-shipped one from Behringer or Behringer, Behring, Behringer, Behringer, yeah. whatever it is. I've always sold, I've always called Behringer, but it's, it could be Behringer. I'm sure it's Behringer. It's probably Behringer, right? Like Tom. Behringer? I bet it's Behringer, like Tom. Yeah, it's spelled differently than Tom Behringer, but it's. Oh man, we've brought him up two days in a row. Is he going to die next or something? No, I brought disease? up Mackey because that's what my mixer is. So, yeah, man, point. we got Anthony Mackey versus Tom Behringer. Who's oh, going no. first? I hope. I hope neither. Um, well, anyway, I hope neither. Yes. Uh, I got ended up grabbing that thing. Configured it, thought I had it working, mm-hmm. was causing issues, uh, could never quite get the right setup going. And also it's mm-hmm. like mic adju- or like the sound adjustment stuff just didn't sound right. It didn't sound as good as what I was used to. Mm-hmm. And I'm I could I've lived with it, sure. But it wasn't it was never you know high enough quality. 
Oh, also, I couldn't hear myself while I also recorded, which was Jack. <laughs> That's a problem. Yeah. That is a definite problem. So I got a Mackie. Uh, this thing is just yes. a low end, nothing too fancy analog version of the Mackie called the Mac. Uh, sorry, the Mac Mackie Mix Eight. And uh, oh, no so, promo effects on no, your mixer, huh? No, none of that stuff. I need none of that. Uh, <laughs> I avoided that, not on purpose, but you know, if it had come with it, it would have been there. But I probably yeah, never you don't need. It. I mean, who need, you don't need the extra, you know, whatever. I don't uh, need that stuff. Two hundred, uh, hundred fifty, or whatever it is. Sure. So I just, I just needed something that just did good routing, good audio, uh, analog audio routing, and it did. Yeah. So yeah. I'm going to recommend it right off the bat because zero issues. I plugged it cool. in. I dialed in the sound I wanted. Uh, all the routing's working the way it's supposed to. This thing's great. I'm not going to say the Behringer's bad, but I'll just go ahead and say it's kind of bad. It was bad. <laughs> well, that specific Behringer was bad. I, you know, podcasting early days, Behringer made this perfect mixer for podcasters that was like, oh yeah, you know, the size of a TV guide yeah. and uh, little two, uh, two, three inputs or something and. And uh, maybe it was only two. It was like two mics, I think. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I remember that. Look, they're fine brand. I don't want to besmirch them. They just didn't solve my issue. And this one was cheaper. This Mackie was like, I don't know, thirty bucks cheaper. So I'm I'm good. And and you know, of course, Amazon's like, I call them. <clears throat> by, by the way, I call returns to Amazon back to Bezos. That's what I call them. So I've sent that that entire mixer back to Bezos. He can have it. He can have it. Yeah, yeah he can Take hook it back. It, hook Did it up. you? Yeah. Do you? Uh, when you do your Amazon returns, do you have a Coles near you? Uh, no, but we do the. Um, so they have three options. They have Coles, mm-hmm. they have the Whole Foods thing, mm-hmm. and then they have UPS store. And the best they I can just, tell yeah. is they're all kind of the same. So we just do UPS store because it's close. Well, they might all seem like the same, Scott, uh-huh. but. Uh, what, did you get some free uh, foot cream is, at the Coles or something? What happened? What did I miss out on? I'm, I feel like yeah, Coles. So Coles has the um, uh, the return desk, and you don't even have to rebox your stuff. Like you, <laughs> you just like hand them the mixer and all the cables dangling off of it, and that, that's fine. Do they hate you um, though when you go in there? Are they like, oh, another one of these that. guys? I, can't do this. No, I no, not at all. They have just a person at the desk who's smiley about it and, and all that stuff. I mean, I, you put it back in its regular box. Yeah. But um, at Kohl's, you get a receipt when you take it back. And on that receipt is $5 to spend at Kohl's. Oh. And you don't have like a minimum. It's not like, oh, spend 50 and get five off. It's like, here's a $5 Kohl's thing that you need to use in seven days. It's like, I had oh, no idea. Really? That is, that's yeah. crazy. I would do my, you know what? I don't know if my wife knows this. She would jump all over this. She'd love this. Fact, yeah, tell and her it, today because you know. Exa- well, it makes me think. All right, so what are all the things that I could buy from Amazon that are less than five dollars, <laughs> and take them all back at the same time to Kohl's and get like a pair of Sketchers for for eight dollars or something? Yeah, game that system, man. Exactly. Or maybe there. they pay me. They pay me at Kohl's now to get the sneakers because. Uh... <laughs> trying to decide the last time what I did in a, in a Kohl's. I don't know if I've been there in a million years. It's been a while. We don't have one near yeah. us. We used to back when we lived. Yeah. Uh, this is like 10 years ago, but we lived in this place where there was a Kohl's right there. And we went mm-hmm. there a lot, but it always felt like we were just waiting for Kim to do stuff. You know, the me and the kids mm-hmm. just sitting in the car going, oh, mom. It is, is the Kohl's we have, and it is it is literally a block away from my house. It is the closest retail establishment to Casa de Coverville. Yeah. Um, yeah. It is soccer mom vans and yoga pants. <laughs> yeah. Like... 
like the, almost a requirement. You must be wearing yoga pants and drive a soccer mom van to get in. Yeah. And can I tell you that when they come out of the parking lot, because basically we come out of our neighborhood yeah. um, at an intersection where the people coming out of Coles are facing the other way. Mm. And chances are the people coming out of Coles are um, not going to be driving right into our neighborhood. They're going to be turning left. So we always are waiting head to head at the light. We almost always turn left out of our intersection. Mm. Those soccer, those yoga pants wearing soccer moms, none of them know how to use a turn signal. <laughs> so we're always at that light waiting. And it's like, oh, just to put down her Starbucks or her uh, giant Nalgene uh, water thing or mm -hmm. put her phone down mm -hmm. so that she can flick her turn signal on during the turn. Mm. That's perfect. That's what you want <sighs> when you're over there at the coals, near the coals. Yeah. Know? Yeah. I, exactly. I, it, I feel you, dude. I hate that kind of stuff. We have an ex uh, uh, a thing like that, like an intersection like that, that's like a you never know where those people are supposed to go unless they mm -hmm. honor the signal rules. Mm -hmm. If they don't honor the signal rules, you don't know what the F's no. happening. Yeah, no, this is totally. You'd never know because yes, they'll just go exactly. right into you if you're not careful. Oh, drives the other nuts. way. I hate it. They they totally they totally don't know. Yeah, to turn that turn signal. And just so I don't know, you can identify. Let, let the people know that hey, across the street, it's cool. You can turn left now because I'm turning left too. Yeah, exactly right. Uh, so the so um, uh, here's another thing. <laughs> here's how you know you live near a roundabout because yeah. we we do. It's not super close, but it's close enough. Oh, I love. Love this is how you know if the if any window is open in the house. Uh -huh. Here's what you hear. Someone's <laughs> always honking at the roundabout. Really? Yeah, because some because idiot they don't know how to operate. The, let somebody who's stopped at the roundabout, yeah, like they they're waiting to do for it. The, the roundabout to turn green or something. Yeah, or they cut in front, or they keep going when they're oh, supposed to sure, yield, or sure. uh, all the things you're not supposed to do with the roundabout. People do, and you always know when it happens because you always hear somebody lay on their horn. At, mm -hmm. this, at this roundabout near us. And sometimes it's my wife because she has the worst luck. She knows how to use a roundabout. Yeah. The other people just don't know how to use the roundabout. All right. <laughs> you know how to build the roundabout. <laughs> you just don't know. <laughs> no. Haven't pulled up that uh, that Seinfeld, watch Seinfeld.net thing, but. Uh, I did. I had it on for a bunch yesterday. Did you? Yeah. That's great. Yeah, that was your, uh, you, gave, you gave that to us, right? That was you. Uh-huh. Yeah. I, I love mean, that. I, I, yeah, that's awesome. I had it on for I don't know a couple hours, just playing in the background, which is hilarious because so cool. later that night, uh, once again, it was on a regular TV playing. So, mm -hmm. <laughs> dueling, dueling Seinfelds. This is probably a bad uh, you know idea. what I did yesterday. We're talking about equipment. Yeah, right there behind me. And you know what? I realized that my microphone might block it, so I'm going to turn it a little bit. Right there next to the Tempest machine. Oh, look at is that! My uh, Marvel pinball machine. Yeah, yeah. Which, as of yesterday, is no longer just. A Marvel pinball machine. What is it now? What is in there now? It is now a Marvel, a Star Wars, yeah. a Williams. Oh, shit. And a Zen pinball pinball machine. That's any, awesome. Any Zen pinball games, all of the Star Wars, all of the Marvel, beyond just the 10 they give you. So like, wait, did you I put have to there. hack this or do some special something? It, it was surprisingly easy. There's hmm. software now that kind of, you just basically, you plug in a... Uh, um, a USB thing to this and flash it, flash and there's it. software that does all of it. And um, nice, oh. so it's all Linux crap anyway. So piece, it is, piece yeah, it totally is. Yeah. But That's awesome. um, I want that. That's rad. Yeah, and now I have all my mini Marvel Funkos uh, blue tack to the top of it because uh, 
I had no idea what else to do with those. Yeah, you're either going to throw those away, let the dog chew them, yeah. or put them on your pillow. They're, they're great. They're small enough to be terrific projectiles. Yeah, why? Well, uh, <laughs> Look, if it ever comes down to it, Dave's breaking in to try to get cash for his next <laughs> hit. Exactly. You can pelt him with those things. Uh, yeah, Jared Star, this is the arcade one-up uh, pinball machine. It is a, it's digital. It's a, a screen inside. And that's the next hack I'm going to do is putting a brand new, um, a brand new monitor in there that's bigger, uh, like a full size monitor that takes up the most of the table space. Nice. There's an old yeah. uh, video. So hmm, I wonder how hackable it is for like, you know, could you put Sonic Spinball on there, which is a great old. Yes, you could put that on there. That's yeah, cool. like, like, um. Oh, like the pinball, the old pinball game. I mean, technically, yeah, you would, you could basically, if you replace, well, because spinball is just a video game, but it's a pinball-based video game. So would it just yeah, play? You wouldn't, you wouldn't use the. I mean, you probably could do a thing to map the keys. There are there are videos online of people modding this to actually. Um, the next thing I'm doing too is replacing the back glass with a monitor, mm. and that'll actually work with the with the some of the games with the zen pinball games and show you stuff on there sure. but um uh people have hacked that to actually put video games in the pinball machine so you know they take a break from playing pinball and they can whip out a little joystick and play dig dug on that huge monitor inside it that's cool that's actually yeah. really cool uh, Dwight Schrute in the chat says, "Think of the dust gathering capabilities." <laughs> I know. Yeah, believe me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. This no, this happens. this was gathering dust until I went to the Texas Pinball Festival and found out. Oh no, those are those things are super hackable. They're not beloved by the pinball community, but if you've got one, you can you can uh, hack the crap out of it or mod the crap out of it and make it into a really good, still digital but really good pinball machine. Yeah, I wouldn't mind doing that to my my joust uh rampage uh one up i oh, have yeah. here yeah i just haven't gotten around to it i'm sure there's videos i'm sure it's oh easy. there's i, I found know. a video for that um yesterday that uh where you turn it into a switch screen so like you play your switch games on the arcade one up whoa really is that a thing yes wait is it, how thing. are you uh I don't know details, Scott, but uh interesting. <laughs> yes. I wonder if it's running emulation, you're just running in the the emulator for Switch games, which exists. It's not perfect, but um, it's okay. It's out there. I don't know. Huh. I don't know. I'm sure it's hundred percent legal. No issues. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah, Nintendo and and as you know, Nintendo's really cool with this sort of stuff. They're happy with people uh, hacking their stuff. They love it. They're huge fans. <laughs> <laughs> huge, huge fans. All right. Hey, we got, yeah, a, big fans um, of that. Yeah. We got a question that's about Marvel a little bit from a listener sure. here. Uh, James wrote in. I don't know. This is not. I don't know who this is. It's not. Yeah, we have a lot of Jameses in our in our group. It, I don't think it's James Grammer. No, I don't think it's uh, James. Uh, it's not James's uh, vet, probably. No, definitely not. Hey, uh, I was just wondering. Uh, hey, uh, I got a question for you guys. Uh, <laughs> I talked to them yesterday. I love talking to those two. They're the They're, best. They're the yeah. best. I love those guys. Yeah. Uh, well, anyway, this whoever this James is, sorry, I don't have your last name. Says uh, we are we. This is he's asking the royal we question here. Yeah, yeah, he is. Are we sick of the MCU yet? Feels like a lot of crossover fan service these days, and not much else. I just don't see the depth in the stories anymore. Is it me? It could be me, James. Uh, I Listen, don't know. What do you if think? If you Brian? don't like something, you don't like it. It's totally cool. You don't need other people's. Uh, gratification or not gratification uh 
um, uh, approval. You know the word like uh, approval to not like something. That's totally fine. That's true. Um, but would you, if someone said to you though, Brian, hey, do you think uh, we're still running hot and everything's all good? What would you say to that? Do you think we're? I think good? I think uh, Eternals was a little bit of a misstep. However, zero crossover fan service in that. No other MCU characters. That's true. Uh, Don't they address stuff like New York and things like that? They talk about New York. They talk about Avengers. Uh, they talk about the death of Captain America. Mm. Spoiler alert, or not the uh, the, the not death, but the leaving of uh, the Avengers by Captain sure. America. Sure. Um, Moon Knight. We just watched that last night. How was it? Zero crossover. Excellent. Holy cow! I'm like, excited. Uh, I'm a watch. Yeah, it today. I I was so worried with this whole like Oscar Isaac fake british voice and um i know i realize i don't have to worry anymore he's he's uh he's the real deal that dude he can do it he can pull it <sighs> Man, off he really is yeah i'm excited yeah. i'll watch that today um because it yeah. sounds like oh, shang chi was fantastic yeah, was good. And I enjoyed very it. little crossover in that i mean you had your you had uh wong you have uh <laughs> wong um, everything wong is the ratzenberger of the of the MCU. <laughs> he is yes yeah. you have what's his face um uh slattery uh, the actor from uh, Iron Man Two, oh, Trevor. Yeah, he's, uh, he's cool. I like him. He is cool. You know, uh, it's, it's yeah. I don't know. Look, the way I see it is, we're between phases. Abomination, of, right? Mm-hmm. So these extra, these little one-offs are what we're getting, yeah. and it's fine. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then we're between major phases of like the big groupy stuff. Let's test the major phases. <laughs> and I'm. I'm still fine. It's fine. It's yeah, not, yeah. There's but, no problem. But if it's but James, if it's not for you, uh, validation—that's the word I was looking for. You don't need other people's validation to to approve if you don't like something. If you don't like it, you don't like it, and that's fine. Yeah, you that, just move you know, on. Go f- find something you do like. If you're digging the uh, the DC stuff, great, good for you. If you're liking. Uh, um, the new Halo show uh, or Invincible on Amazon. There is so much content out there for comic book lovers that isn't MCU. You can you can get your fix elsewhere. JC Calhoun says, I strongly disagree. Shang-Chi was bad. Hey, hey, hey JC Calhoun, I don't need your validation. Okay. <laughs> I liked that movie, yes. although I really was annoyed with what's-her-name-in-it. But other than that, I really Aquafina. Liked it. It yeah. just drove me crazy. I don't know why. Really? I love Aquafina. I like her Maybe in stuff. Diff- I like her in lots of stuff. Okay. I did not All like right. her in that. She drove me up a tree. I don't know why. It's just something. The only the only thing that I agreed with you on is how this uh, valet Parker uh, woman all of a sudden became almost as good with a bow and arrow as uh, Hawkeye. Yeah, it's like Hawkeye <laughs> Jr. over there suddenly yeah. with very little training uh, and about five minutes in the little uh, town there. Now she's suddenly the greatest right. arrow shooter of all time. <laughs> Stuff like that drove me crazy. But just her whole like you could just it was just painted so broadly of like here's mm-hmm. the regular person who doesn't mm-hmm. have any powers and is just sort of experiencing this crazy experience so that you the audience can be right there with her and i don't like it when yeah. it's that overt it's just like too much yeah I need it. yeah anyway. yeah totally get that but his dad uh, claire asks didn't you see that vampire thing by leto uh and i say not yet but it's in this weekend right a few hours i will have seen it Oh, it's tonight. Yeah. Seeing it today, yeah. It opens technically opens tomorrow, but you know how they do that. Well, it opens tomorrow, but see it Thursday night for blah blah blah. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, I'm really curious about that one. We haven't we don't have any early reviews yet, do we? Um, JC Calhoun says Morbius reviews are not positive. Oh, I'm, I'll be honest, I was not expecting it, it to be 
great because Ooh, it's bad. 18%. Venom, 18% on Rotten Tomatoes is what J.C. Calhoun says. Oh, yeah. that's not good. Yeah. I've, uh, I'm going in with low expectations based on Venom 2. And, uh, oh, are people complaining about Leto? Is that the deal? That was his problem. Uh, wow. Well, the people, you know what? He's a mess. Whatever. Yeah, Sony just doesn't know. <laughs> they just need to turn over all of the Marvel, all of the Spider-Man stuff to, to, uh, to Disney and say, yeah... We've got this really uh, expensive machine, and we don't know how it works. Can you make it work for us? Yeah. <laughs> That's a bummer, man. Oh, yeah. All of these. These are terrible. Are they really? Oh, Morbius geez. is right, what well, happens when a studio sure, applies uh, a, f- a horror filter to an average comic book picture. The filter may shade the original image differently, but it's an unconvincing effect. Uh, oh, here's one. At one point, Morbius warns, I'm getting hungry. You wouldn't like me when I'm hungry. Oh, no. <laughs> no, really? Jeez. <laughs> oh, so stupid. Uh, oh, Brian, you might be in for a real treat. I'm sure I'm in for a real treat. It's a bummer, too. I'm, I'm not the biggest Morbius fan. My uncle is, though, and, and he... This was a character that um, made his first appearance in Werewolf by Night, which was another uh, comic he loved. He Morbius is one of those characters that in the 70s and 80s, any guest appearances, my uncle would just buy that issue without question. Any appearance, he's got every single appearance of Morbius in comics from mm. 77 when he debuted, whenever it was that he debuted to... Uh, um, he was a 70s like, creation, right? I I'm pretty so. sure he was a 70s. I think Gene yeah. Colan? Feels like... Um, the unfortunately named Gene Colan. Yeah, Colan. It's um, a bummer to have Colan in, in your name. Yeah. I could be, I might be wrong on that, but, um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, this is, uh, this is, this is not give me hope. <laughs> yeah. I don't know, man. Like, um, does this mean if this does bad, uh, badly, does, uh, is Craven kind of off the table? <laughs> maybe, maybe here's what they do. Like, cause you know, neither of the Venom movies were like spectacular. They were fine. Yeah. Uh, maybe they just, maybe one of these needs to tank so bad. That they mm-hmm. finally do go, all right, fine. Feige, get in here with your baseball hat and let's get it done. And we're done messing around. Let's just let's just hand over the chains to these guys. We'll still make money because we own the rights. And we'll do like Spider-Man and we'll fix this. That's what they should mm-hmm. do. Just mm-hmm. hand it over. That's how you do it. Yeah. That's how you get yeah. it done. Yeah. Anyway. We'll and see. even if, you know, maybe you could work out some deal where it's like, um, we'll let you, we'll let you make the movies, Disney. Could we have maybe... 15% of the profits because yeah. we know you'll do it right and yeah. you'll <laughs> yeah why not can they take they probably could do a 70 30 split or something yeah exactly uh where did oh it was, i'm sorry all right it was amazing spider-man 101 moonlight moon knight's uh, first appearance was werewolf by night um oh i didn't know morbius that. first appeared in amazing spider-man 1971 71 so, Ooh, that's early thank stuff. you jc calhoun you're absolutely right okay cool that was uh uh i was gonna say about the um uh, uh the i was gonna say a thing about morbius i forgot what it was uh, I like I, I like the idea of um, I mean I don't know they they got Blade just bring Blade let's just do Blade again that's fine yeah yeah isn't that happening? there was there was a, you know there was a lot of um, connection between Morbius and Blade which is now Blade because of Eternals yeah you know Marvel stuck their flag in the ground and said Blades we got Blade we're Blades us we're going to do a Blade thing yeah, settle down Marshall Lee yeah it better be um, it better be bloody or and violent or else what are we doing. Right, you know exactly. what I mean. Like I don't know how they they do this under the Touchstone name or some other name. Like, it's, it, Blade is meant to be a bloody mess, so mm-hmm. get in there. Mm-hmm. Oh, I can't wait for that. 
I love Blade. Yeah. The comic, I love the comic. And I used to, I like yeah. the Snipes movies a lot. I enjoyed them. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, in fact, you could argue Blade 1, the first true, because it was pre X Men. I would call X-Men. the first mm-hmm. truly well made comic book film of my lifetime. The first one, I think. Because what else was yeah. before that that was any good? Well, I mean, the Superman, the. Uh, oh, you the, can count that, I guess. The Christopher yeah. Reeve movies. But the first, certainly, Blade was the first marvel movie to do to get it right you know to get it right yeah yeah i feel like that's true do not what mention the, batman was, uh, forever or even the burton batmans I, I don't count them i don't think they're good i think they're kind of yeah, bad right sorry uh i don't know that first one the, michael okay. keaton, the first michael keaton was okay it's all right he just, I still i still argue that that jack nicholson is <laughs> overrated in that role <laughs> way way uh poorly casted for that yeah uh, 1998 was the first Blade film, and so I'm trying to think: was there anything Marvel? The Marvel had a, bu- a bunch of TV stuff, but had um, yeah, they had no. As far as I know, they when did, had no when did uh, the the Ben Affleck Daredevil was like 2004, 2003, four, three, two, two maybe? I forget. Mm-hmm. I took a I took mm-hmm. a uh, seven boys. Uh, <laughs> they were all probably twelve or something. Okay. This right. is back in my scouts days, and I took them all to see the Ben Affleck uh, uh, deal. Daredevil. Daredevil, yeah. yeah. It was fun. We had a good yeah. time. Seven boys. Seven boys. <laughs> I, took, I took seven boys. <laughs> it was a handful, though. 12-year-old boys are sure, yeah. yeah, a lot, man, and load them all up in two cars, and it was a nightmare. Oh. Anyway. Yeah, Greg for Walkman reminds me, Howard the Duck. That's right. We did get a Howard the Duck movie. Oh, yeah, but we said done right. Didn't we say that? Yeah, we, well, we did. I, I did say it was the first Marvel project that wasn't TV. That's true. If that's the if that's the criteria, yeah, you, give it, you probably give it to that. Yeah. And there God, may have been other you, attempts that I just a, don't know about. But Why would you start? I know, why would really, you start with Howard the Duck? It's such a low, low. I mean, I know uh, freaking, what's his name? Hey, my, my, my waddle. What's his name? Um, what's wrong with me? <laughs> Who made Who made Star Wars? What's wrong oh, with me? Oh, George Lucas. George yeah, freaking was, Lucas. Uh, uh, he had a whole He had a whole thing for Howard the Duck. I was thinking waddle like a like a bird waddling. I was like waddle. What? Yeah, it works both about? ways. But yeah, but he was like really. I guess he was super into that character or something, and just really yeah. wanted to do it. Yeah, it's bad. It's bad oh, it had uh, came out the day before my birthday in 1986, and. Uh, I was so excited because Thomas Dolby did the music, oh. and then it was like, "Oh, all right, yeah, it's pretty good." Yeah, I was excited because uh, Marty's mom was in it, and she was yeah, Leah Thompson, hubba hubba. Yeah, she was in her undies in that movie. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I remember that, which was about what Beverly wore in the comic books too. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> she was a little. Yeah. I never read Beverly was. Uh, oh yeah, Beverly was a little um, like drawn to be a very like a redheaded Betty Page, uh, very curvy. Like that makes sense. Sex pot kind of thing. That was the time, so why not? You know. Yeah. Right. Well, uh, on that note, I think we're going to bring Amy in. Although I haven't heard from her, but I assume we're good. Well, Uh, should I talk really quickly about? uh, Oh yeah, yeah. Tell us about this. this? But we keep forgetting. We while you while you get uh, Amy, I'll I'll really quickly. So uh, for those of you coming to TMS Vegas, we finally have a venue. We're going to be at the Artifice. which is a uh, arts it's a, it's a bar in the arts district of Las Vegas near downtown a very very short uber taxi lift ride from the plaza a yeah. uh, very cool comic book vibe to this place and um 
uh, there, you know, we'll probably have the run of the place. Uh, we'll do a live TMS. Doors open at eight. The show starts at nine. I know that's that's uh, later than the last time, but uh, whatever. It's Vegas. Sleep in. Uh, take a nap midday. Whatever, and and uh, you're up for some fun times with uh, your old pals Scott and Brian and special guests. Yeah, it's gonna be great. Yeah, I'm excited coming up it's fast it's gonna be here in like yeah, yeah less than less than 30 days we're there and you're there too so be there and, uh, be there be there be there and, and now listen to this that music's time what that music means it's time <laughs> <laughs> that music's time that music's time is over uh no that music is literally <laughs> true because it came out in the 40s or something but anyway it's time for us to talk to amy it's read this with amy who comes on the show and talks about you know books and things audio books uh, r- regular books and why you should be reading them we're, we're bookish people here with amy hi amy hi how's everybody doing this good. morning very good how are you i'm good yeah you talk about howard the duck I feel so bad for Leah Thompson's hair after that movie. Like so much crimping. Oh, yeah, that's so right. It was so much uh, damage. It was, yeah. Like it looked like uh, it was crispy. Uh, that you know, crispy crimp. From all that. Yep, she had the yeah. crispy crimp. She was that's also. Wasn't there a so weird 80s. like? Um, I always like these in movies. These weird gangs that aren't like typical gangs. It's like mm-hmm. theme gangs. Like we talk oh, about really? film sack all the time, and it seems like Tower of the Duck had a great theme gang, if I remember right. Can't remember the details, but I love the theme gang, man. It's like that's why the Warriors is so amazing. Here's the baseball gang, and here's the stupid gang that wears the right the same hat, and here's the sweaty gang, and I love that. I want more theme gangs in our lives. I think it's better than real gangs. Anyway, it's good to have you here, Amy. Uh, Thanks. Let's let fly with what your recommendation is this week. I don't have any links from you yet, but uh, oh, I, I think you, it, uh, I think you sent something, but Discord. Oh no, now it's here. It showed up just now. Okay, but it wasn't okay. here, but. Four seconds ago. That's weird. Um, all right. I'm going to play. Do you want me to just play this and we'll, we'll go for yeah. it? All right. Yeah. Let's see what we got here. Hold on a second. Here we go. You're part of a large group, but in the raft, it's just the two of you and a guide. You spend the day navigating some surprisingly hard rapids in an incredible tropical setting. Then you and the rest of the group prepare to spend the night in little jungle cabins under a billion stars with no streets or cars or lights or any other sign of civilization except Guaro a drink made from fermented sugar cane that is approximately 175% alcohol. Is that is that Doogie Hauser? <laughs> Am I hearing Doogie Hauser? Is. That is Neil oh, nice. Patrick Harris. Okay. I was like, wait a <laughs> so, minute. I think I know that voice. Anyway, what is this You voice? do indeed know that voice. Um, it is Neil Patrick Harris, Choose Your Own Autobiography. <laughs> Clever. I love and, that. And yeah, it is hilarious. It, like in its... The 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 gimmick, the shtick that he's doing is he wrote his autobiography as a choose your own adventure book. And it's really funny. It's it it reads exactly that way. It's if you wanna have a good childhood, go to page forty-three. If you want, you know, I mean it's like if you want and, and how some do they, of it how do they do that with the audiobook? I mean I can understand like uh doing that, you know, joking around with the uh the, the print. But uh, it sounds like Hodgman, yeah. kind of Hodgman like way he always does with his books. They always feel like uh, manuals or something. 
and less of a story or a, of a book. <laughs> John Hodgman. Yeah, well, and he he writes the entire thing in the second person. So, you know, as oh, a, a choose-your-own-adventure book would okay. read, you know. Uh, but yeah, as far as they, he addresses that at the front of the, the audiobook, actually. He says, you know, now, I recognize with an audiobook, this is a little more complicated. So guess what? You just get to enjoy all of it. And, you know, plus... <laughs> With the audiobook, there's actually a really fun part where you hear like a little teeny young pre Doogie Hauser Neil Patrick Harris giving a speech. Oh, it's really? And oh, it's wow. So adorable. It just, yeah, it's just like, <laughs> oh, I just want to pinch his little cheeks. Oh, <laughs> the artwork for this is great, too. Like, it's exactly what you'd expect it to be. Oh, yeah. Great. This well, book's a little old. play off of the uh, Choose Your Own. Not real old, but a little older. 2015, looks like. Since this came yeah, out. it's a. It's I think it came out in 2014. So yeah, it's a. It's a little. It's a little old. But I just learned about it recently. So I was like, hey, if I didn't know this existed, I'm mm-hmm. betting a lot yeah. of other people didn't either. And I had fun with it. I love Neil Patrick Harris. I find him hilarious. Um, and you know, I loved him on How I Met Your Mother. And um, I didn't love his character because he's a, <laughs> he's a jerk. Yeah, but exactly. he's but it, he's you know I, he's fun to watch. Yeah. Did um, you um did you do Box One by Neil Patrick Harris? By the way, are you familiar I with Box have, One? I have not. Excellent. We'll talk offline, and I will mail you Box One and uh, see what you think. Ooh, Fancy yay. Box One is box that a newer one. thing? I can't find it in here. It I is a. It is a. Uh, it is a mystery box by okay. Neil Patrick Harris. Interesting. Yes. Okay. Oh, I love this. I love this idea. Oh, I'm, written, I'm excited and intrigued. He's written. Yeah, maybe what, stuff. what I'll do is have you just pass it along to Scott when you're done with it or something. Yeah, I'll bring it can, with me. To, if it comes before Vegas, oh, yeah. I'll bring it with me to Vegas. Oh, there yeah. you go. And if it doesn't, yeah. then I'll bring it to Vegas for you. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, uh, exactly. Listen to this. This this is great. Okay, so he's got these Magic Misfits books. It's like a series. They're kind of for kids. Um, well, they are definitely for kids. I love the description here because it sounds like his own, like he, maybe he wrote this himself and very much tongue in cheek. It says, the misfits must work together to fend off mysterious attacks in this magical finale to the number one New York Times bestselling Magic Misfits, Misfits series from acclaimed and wildly popular celebrity Neil Patrick Harris. That's pretty good. Wildly popular. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> sounds acclaimed like he wrote it himself. Wildly popular. <laughs> Uh, no, that seems, I didn't know this guy wrote all these things. Look at all these books. There's tons of it. He's got all kinds of stuff. So, uh, it seems like a good one to start with. Choose your own autobiography by Neil Patrick Harris available on Amazon, for example, for geez, 12 bucks for the, uh, Kindle and then normal prices for everything else. So you can go. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, I bought it with an audible credit, so nice. There you go. Well done. Uh, let me ask you something about the way audible credits work. How often Mm -hmm. do you get? a book uh, like you do you do you feel like you get through one a month two a month like what's your what's your rate of health oh movement? yeah well i mean okay so whenever i get a lark to go get a new audiobook i never lack for credits i'll put it that way um so i haven't i haven't really tracked my my rate of consumption there yeah. um but yeah i we we have an audible subscription and i i'm never I don't think I've had to pay extra for an audiobook in quite a while. That's awesome. So, all right, put it, put it that way. That's the best commercial yeah. I've heard for Audible in the twenty <laughs> years I've been hearing Audible commercials. That's very good. Uh, well, awesome. Uh, just check this out. It's out there and available. And always, if you want a good follow on Twitter and other places, follow Red Fraggle. 
because three uh, red fraggle the three. Re- sorry the red, red fraggle red fraggle three nope three three, three. red fraggle, fraggle three. three replace the, the replace the e with a three red fraggle yeah. e three red, nope red three fragglery fragglery <laughs> Uh, people, people often ask me, like, what's the deal with the three? And, like, are there two other red fraggles? And I say, yes, they're both in a museum at the Center for Puppetry Arts in Atlanta. Oh, oh my gosh. look at you. What a great answer to yeah, that question. Yeah, that's a really good answer. Because usually if it's, like, Scott Johnson 69s, because there's 68 other versions of me. <laughs> yeah, let's be honest. You pick Scott Johnson 69, even if there aren't 68 other Scott oh, Johnsons. Oh, yeah. Come on. Actually, Come on. Actually, I don't nice. think I have that one. Well, anyway, it's always good to talk to you, Amy. Uh, Have a fantastic week. All right, you too. And we'll see you next time. See ya. Bye now. Oh, it won't hang up on her. Okay. Bye bye. It took a second Love, for, I don't know a, why. That's a good test for any guest of TMS mm-hmm. is what do you do when, yeah. uh, you know, we say goodbye, but we don't disconnect right away. What do you do? Yeah, what do you do? I'll tell you what you do. You do this. <laughs> It's time for some morning news brought to you by America's Next Top Podcaster. The first episode is now on the feeds for patrons. Uh, so if you can't wait, then j- just become a patron. Give us a buck or two a month, and and these are uh, these episodes will all be yours. Plus, you're getting a big set of episodes on the Patreon that you're not getting in the free feed. You get a whole bunch of extra content, including full length coaching from tom full-length judging episodes the uh the submissions from all the um uh, all the contestants and a whole bunch more content so go check that out it is patreon.com slash top podcaster very nice i'd like to share with people real quick here something i found in a box i can't believe i still have this okay all right this is what's in the box this used to be a full-size orange Oh, that's the orange. I remember that. This, you that remember this? on the uh, fence or the gate or the, yeah, fence. That's where it ago, started. Right? Yep. Started there. And then eventually just ended up in a drawer and it just continued to sort of dehydrate <laughs> and not spoil. It's just this hard petrified orange thing. And I've had it yeah. since 2005. That's how old this orange is. <laughs> so the same year. You, you love a good streak. Oh, I love a good streak. <laughs> and this, and, and this orange is having a streak, man. And like, it doesn't smell like anything. Hard as a yeah. rock. Listen. Yeah, doesn't shatter or break or or do anything. <laughs> sure. It is just one solid, almost like a stone that used to be an orange. It's pretty cool. Crazy. Wow. Anyway, thought yet I the would. Twinkie still looks like a Twinkie. Yeah, the Twinkie does look like a Twinkie, and it's freaky. I don't know where that is yeah. though. It's in another box, but if I yeah. ever find it, we'll show it on the show. And that's almost as old. I think that thing was so six, so five, oh six, something like that. Yeah. So wow. anyway, uh, you all think fries last forever? These oranges—that's where it's at. <laughs> they do under, the, under my seat. Under under the seat of my car is a perfect preservation uh, location for fries because the fries that come out of there uh, look and taste just like they did right out of the box. Mm-hmm. It's the Arvada National Installation of Fry Memorabilia underneath. The <laughs> that's fries. right, exactly. Yes, that's Arvada awesome. Fry Storage, Arvada <laughs> Fry Preservation <laughs> Storage. <laughs> Uh, all right, here's your here's your story. Uh, we'll get one or two of these in today. Um, okay. This is a Denver story, okay? Ooh, Denver connection. Uh, Denver man faces felony charges after city accuses him of making pickleball court without permission. <laughs> you know, the okay. pickleball, all the, all, the, all the olds are into the pickleball now. Yeah, the olds love the pickleball. Yeah. So does the plaza. Up by the pool are pickleball courts. If anybody wants to play pickleball during TMS Vegas, you, are, you have the location. You're at the right place. If you don't know what it is, it's like poor people. Te- not poor people tennis. That's not what I mean. 
It's poor. Tennis for people who don't want to walk a lot. Yeah. Yeah. It's like short range tennis kind of. Um, yeah. Not it, quite as short as ping pong. No. But no. yeah. It's like it's on the it's right between ping pong and tennis as far as the. Uh, oh, I do like that the, one. Large format ping pong is a pretty good way of saying it. There you go. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's even better. Pops and well, a 70 year old or 71 year old Denver man is uh, facing a felony charge after the city official said he made a pickleball court without his without their permission. Uh with with prosecution on the table, some believe the punishment doesn't fit the crime. "Quote: The whole pickleball community is really saddened and shocked," <laughs> says J- Jan Denver or Deaver, D Devor. Uh, this is a friend of the seventy-one-year-old uh, Ars- Arslan Gunny. Is his name? Arslan Gunny. I'm making this pickleball court, and you can't stop me," says Arslan Gunny. <laughs> Uh, let's see. Uh, she's also a pickleball player. Gunny and others used the basketball court at Denver's Central Park Recreation Center for pickleball last uh, Monday. The markings on the court had faded, so Gunny remarked them with a sharpie. <gasps> oh, <laughs> it's okay. A little different. Well, <laughs> the a little sharpie. Different. Oh, that's the best. Like, not even. <laughs> Could you imagine a guy like on a basketball court yeah. redrawing? pickleball lines yeah it seems like a bad idea especially with a sharpie oh my god with a sharpie (laughs) says here uh see the markings on the court oh there it is three days later an arrest warrant for felony criminal mischief was issued for gunny the court document also claims ten thousand dollars in damages really really (sighs) ten thousand i mean ten thousand i think the first or second time it rains uh sharpie or not It'll probably come off. Yeah, you know. it'll be fine. Maybe, maybe not rain, but uh, you know, a few months of sunshine, rain alternating, and and that sort of thing. Jeez. Well, they take it seriously though. Gunny also received an email notifying him uh, from the Denver Parks and Recreation membership that he uh, has is now suspended indefinitely. So he can't oh. use that. I know. What are you guys trying to do to this elderly man? Or is seventy the new sixty? I don't know. I, no I don't know. It'll be when we get there. I hope so. Uh, the yeah. game, a mix of tennis, racquetball, and ping pong, is one of Gunny's, or is one Gunny has played for years, according to close friends. Uh, Deaver said she and others are appalled, shocked, and saddened by the situation. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He is what we call the mayor of pickleball. Pickleball, she says. <laughs> he is the mayor. I am the mayor of pickleball. <laughs> no pickleball happens without the say of the mayor of pickleball. <laughs> Couldn't he get? Couldn't he get an asphalt-colored Sharpie and just cover up the lines he created? He should. That's how I'd do yeah. it. That's how I'd yeah. do it. Uh, let's see. He has written a letter to Denver Parks and Recreation apologizing. He's trying to be nice and say, well, I didn't know, you know, whatever. Uh, they're all devastated, and I hope I yeah. hope they pull back a little. Come on. <sighs> Freedom I mean, for Arslan. If you're going to go pure letter of the law... I got bad news for you. There's a lot of letter of the law stuff people don't prosecute. So you're gonna start yeah, doing that. Yeah, exactly. Somebody spit on the uh, the sidewalk, and you get isn't there's like a, just like a death sentence in some states or something. Listen, Denver police, go after the people who come out of the coals and don't use a turn signal, huh? There's you <laughs> yeah. can you'll get like a hundred people an hour guaranteed. Brian already talked about a way worse crime earlier, and it was the stupid uh, the thing stupid, with the traffic. Oh, was that pre-show the coals? Oh, was it? I don't remember. I can't remember if it was. Oh, oh no, no, it was, it was, it was during, during the show. Our, yeah, yeah, we talked about the mixer. It's hard. Sometimes yeah. that stuff bleeds together. It's easy to do. It does. It totally does. All right, here's a here's a story that'll uh, curl your toes a little. <laughs> a human corpse. Yeah. Uh, so that's a dead dead person. For those who aren't familiar uh, with oh, okay, corpse. thank you. Yeah, they saw dead people. <laughs> uh, was ejected from a transport van. 
uh, a horse and trailer. Uh, the sorry, a, hor- a horse in trailer. Okay, in multi vehicle crash on Route 17. This is a terrible headline. Anyways, says you have to believe it to see it or see it to believe it. Says witnesses, a corpse being taken from a hospital to a funeral home fell out of the back of a transport vehicle in a multi vehicle crash that involved a horse trailer on Route 70, 17 in Paramus, wherever this is. This is in uh, New Jersey, Jersey, I, I believe. Paramus. Okay. Yeah, that sounds right. Uh, the people who were hospitalized, none with serious injuries, uh, in the five-vehicle pileup, good Lord, uh, on the southbound route. Uh, let's uh, see. The body was on a stretcher wrapped in a sheet when it popped out the Honda Odyssey <laughs> and went flee. Okay. Do you... I visualize Bruce Willis... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> on the stretcher, like going as fast as the car is looking around like, oh no, what's going on? Oh, yeah. How am I going to get back? Uh, holding on maybe to the sheet to the back of the uh, the truck. And I'm trying to remember, is that um, well, is that the, Hudson Hawk that Hudson I'm thinking of? Hawk. Uh, was it Hudson Hawk? <sighs> what movie am I thinking of that has Bruce Willis riding on a stretcher behind uh, like an ambulance or a hearse or something? It's not the one with the weigh-in brother, the... Last Boy Scout. It's not that. And it's not, I don't think it's Last Boy Scout. No. Uh, yeah, it, it has to be Hudson Hawk because it was like, that's around the time period of doing like the comedy stuff. It wasn't. Uh, yeah, um, action comedy crap he was into. Die Hard was too serious. And uh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, Cole Cash said that's what immediately came to his mind too. And yes, it's Hudson it Hawk. It is Hudson okay. Hawk. Okay. Yep. One of Brian's favorite movies of all time. Come to Rome. We'll have a few laughs. We'll steal a few paintings. <laughs> By the way, we we you know our our hearts are going out to Bruce Willis currently and his family. All the news came out yesterday about his uh, aphasia. Oh yeah, no, and, dude, uh, I spent all day like in defensive mode on Twitter because everyone thinks we cursed him by talking. Oh, about for Pete's sake! Yeah, happens Jeez. every time an actor dies or goes through something. Everyone's like, "Didn't you just bring him up? It's your fault." Some technically, were... somebody else brought him up and said that he had dementia. That the rumor was that he had dementia because. Uh, yeah. That's why he's taking all those other roles to have money. So. Yeah, which is definitely not what he has. Aphasia is a very no. different condition. Very I different still, we still it's don't know cognitive what the, issue, but it's um, we still don't know what the injury was that caused no. it because it's always trauma yeah. that will cause yeah. uh, aphasia, according to everything I tried to read yesterday. But yeah, anyway, we look all future uh, dying or suffering uh, celebrities. We will try not to bring your name up right before you announce your problem okay <laughs> we'll do our best exactly um yeah. anyway so this body went flipping out there <laughs> and they had to go get it <laughs> oh, and they took care of it it's fine it's all good now, now if it was a comedy movie the the dead body and the horse would have somehow swapped places and the <laughs> horse would have went ended up in the back of the hearse and the uh yep. dead body would have ended up in in a you know horse trailer headed to Tennessee. For all I know, this is the plot of a fine mess that I walked out of. That movie, a fine mess, because <laughs> it was Blake about, Edwards, though, right? Blake it was Edwards. Blake Edwards. It was uh, yeah. Ted Danson, uh, Howie Mandel. They were both uh, kind of having yeah. a moment, and it was supposed to be this raucous comedy. And I made it like twelve minutes, and I was like, I am not watching this garbage. <laughs> it was so bad. You did so really bad. well, though. Yeah. And I, I, you know, we uh, we appreciate your sacrifice in uh, watching as much of it as you did. Yeah. Oh, and Jeannie makes a good point. It is. I did read that it's uh, strokes can also cause the aphasia because that's basically brain trauma. So it could be a stroke. Uh, let's move to this story, uh, Brian. You want to? You want to? You want to bathe in poop? You want to do that? Uh, I mean, it's a Saturday night at Ibbett's house. That's right. If it's Saturday night, all bets are off. Bathe and poop with Japan's latest weirdly wonderful bath bomb. 
All right. Ugh. Move aside, okay. unicorns. Time for some human poo to take the spotlight in the bathtub. Japan's love affair with human excrement has become something of a cultural icon in recent years. Uh, the poop emoji per- uh, personifying the cute side of a turd. <laughs> Is the that, cute side of a turd. Is that really a thing? <laughs> anyway, whatever. Um, but now yeah. the poop emoji is here to take over your bathtub. Something uh, confusingly called the Rain Bomb Mini Poop Chocolate in Japan. Uh, so you don't eat it. Okay, it's for bathing. Okay. It's supposed sure. to be. A, it's a bath bomb. Sure. Uh, it looks like well, a cute little turd. Doesn't stink or anything. Um, but it's imbued with a sweet scent of chocolate. So it's like a chocolate. Looks like. You know. It looks like Gwyneth Paltrow's poop. Yeah. Yeah, is there a candle wick in it? Because uh, you know, <laughs> yeah, there should be. Yeah, that seems like the way to go. Here, chat, you guys can see this. And actually, I was hoping it would look more like a pilot, like like the uh, a more three D version of the poop emoji. This just looks like a slightly flattened three D version. Yeah, it looks of like the a cookie poop emoji, like a little cookie yeah, or something. That's exactly. Not, that's not cool. No, I want I want like a three D poop emoji bath bomb. Yeah, or I want like one that looks like a big like a real. Turd. Like a real turd or baby Ruth, yeah, baby Ruth, and have for. that sink to the bottom of the thing. But I haven't have it put off a lovely, you know, aromatics <laughs> yeah. the thing, and yeah. you know, clear your sinuses, whatever. <laughs> but uh, yeah, yeah, when you look at available. the lower pictures, they look like sweet tarts. Honestly, the pink and the purple ones look like uh, sweet tarts. Oh, I don't see them. Why? Oh, because my browser is blocking these images for some reason. Oh, interesting. I don't know why. Brave thinks these are nefarious. Maybe they are. I don't know. All right. Uh, well, there's your news for the day. I'm sure that helped everybody get through their morning. We're going to take a break. When we come back, my sister Wendy will be arriving. We got an email we're going to talk about today, and uh, it's going to be good. So stick around. Brian, play yeah. that song. Oh, yeah. All right. We're going to do a really good one here. This is uh, The Bloods with a special guest, Laura Jane Grace. Yes, she's the lead singer of uh, Against Me, a transgender lead singer who is uh, just has such an incredible voice. They have a brand new album called Together Baby. That doesn't come out until September 23rd. Holy cow. Like that's half a, half a year away just about. Yeah. Uh, but you can listen to this song right now. The new song is called I Like You. Here are Bloods and Laura Jane Grace.
heads for all occasions. Collect them, swap them, give them to your witch doctor friends. You can always cook up more with Pressman's Witch Doctor Head Shrinkers Kit. This is what I'm having for supper. Chicken strips. Doesn't it look good? The Morning Stream. How about a booby? back, everybody. Welcome back to the show. Hey, who was that again, Brian? That was Bloods featuring uh, guest vocalist Laura Jane Grace from Against Me. Brand new single called I Like You, pulled from the new album coming out September 23rd via Share It Music called Together, Baby. Ooh. Ooh. All right, Ooh. that sounds good. Uh, let's give Wendy a call and uh, see what she's up to. Wendy. Yeah. Oh, yes, Brian, we're going to call Wendy. Wendy. Here, I'll play yeah. Oh, I hear it right now. Everyone knows it's Wendy. It's Wendy Dunford, my sister. All right? We're related. Yes. By blood, yes. in fact. Most of my siblings are Korean. They're not blood siblings, but Wendy. Yeah, we're the only ones who share all of the same DNA. Yeah. No, that's right. Because my brother Mark, 10 years older than me, is from my mom's first marriage and some guy named Jerry I never met. Did you I, never I, meet Jerry? I've never, I never met, met Jerry. Jerry either. But. Yeah, you haven't either. I don't think any of the modern kids have met Jerry that I know of. I mean, he's just have a you myth. met Jerry? <laughs> <laughs> Jerry. Yeah, he's an interesting story, that guy, but I've never met him. Yeah, um, I was. Anyway, so yeah, so as we share this blood, today we share a microphone and we talk about <laughs> helping people with real wow. problems because Wendy's a therapist. She helps people with real stuff. Comes on here and, you know, slums it with us. For uh, an, an hour a week, and it's always good. Not an hour, usually less. Anyway, Wendy, it's good to have you here. Uh, did you have snow? or re- You had some snow, right? That's a bummer. I did, yeah. yeah. We still have some snow. Shouldn't be having that. You should be... No. It's so that. irritating. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I uh, We had the most beautiful, awesome, breezy, warm day yesterday. Sun in my face, chilling with the dog on the back porch. It was amazing. So I hope mm-hmm. that for you coming up. Nice. Thank you. All right, let's get to this email. This is one you got, right? And yeah. uh, sent to me. So I'm going to read it right here and let's see where this takes us. Uh, this is a, we're not going to give this person a name. I have a fairly, I am a fairly recent widower. All right. I am 41 years old and my wife passed away three years after treatment for breast cancer. She passed away at the age of 40 and we have two kids, six and four. I've started dating another widow and I really like her and I see a very possible future with her. She's also my age, but uh, she lost her husband abruptly three years ago. She also has two kids, nine and seven. I have listened to you talk about going to marriage counseling many times before uh, you get married. And I brought this up to the woman I'm dating and she hesitantly thinks it could be a good idea. My question is, what should I be asking from these Oh, sorry, what should I be asking from a couple's therapist? Our relationship is uh, rather new, so we haven't hit any real road bumps yet. We have a few issues I foresee, like I'm an agnostic slash atheist while she is a Christian but doesn't attend church. Uh, finances are also a question mark. While I make a comfortable living, she's uh, she has a lot more money and potential income. Some background on me, I was with my wife for almost 20 years but I was scared about marriage, grew up with divorced parents, and waited 10 years to get married. I had been seeing a therapist for a while, but stopped recently uh, because of work and life uh, taking too much time. Uh, see, I am also concerned others may think I'm moving on too fast, but after grieving for three years uh, while being a caregiver, or 
but after grieving for three years while being a caregiver, I think he meant to say something else there. But anyway, uh-huh, uh-huh. I choose, uh, or I chose, or I choose to enjoy my my life and move forward without leaving my uh, late wife behind. Uh, our spouses are very much a part of our lives still, but I'm extremely happy with, that we found each other. Okay, so I, this sounds like the beginnings of a possible, uh, a very happy ending for the yeah. both both people because they both are dealing with loss and recent loss and. Uh-huh. Yeah. Heading into this thing must be a little scary, but also they seem like maybe they're right for each other. So I don't know where do you where do you want to send them? I know you you are a big proponent of like let's do counseling before we get married and check our compatibilities and all the stuff or whatever. But that's usually younger couples. So does that apply here? Oh yeah, yeah. Times five hundred. Oh really? Yes. Okay. Yes, 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 yes. Oh really? Wow. Yes, because your your divorce rates on second marriages are significantly higher than first marriages. I mean, significantly. Probably. I did not know You're that. You're in the 60 to 70% range. Yeah. I guess that would, make, that would make sense, right? Because there's probably a lot of fear in a first divorce, like, oh my God, you know, what, what, uh, what's going to happen? What's going to be the, the result of all this? And then once you get divorced and say, okay, well, I'm, you know, it, I'm better off now. That was a rough thing. You're, you know what to expect from it and you're less afraid of it for the second one. Yeah, I would have thought the same. Well, yeah, no, it's not that at all. It's that you took, you didn't, you didn't deal with your problems probably the first round. That (laughs) That probably makes more sense. Yeah. 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 You bring it to the second. Well, usually what it is, is that whatever was going on there, you just remarried a different version of that and then added some, you know, now this person has a sister-in-law that's crazy, right? Like you've got all sorts of uh, a combo of things that happened that second round And, and especially blending families with children it's incredibly difficult so i i you know a young couple who they you know maybe they share a dog doesn't need couples counseling even remotely as much as someone who in this like their situation now if they were both divorced in doing this i would say it, was, it should be a requirement they should not even be allowed to have a marriage license before they go that's that, that would be me if i ran the world yeah everyone has to take a course before they can have a child and before they can get married to mm. just just help everybody out a little bit. Anyway, yeah. uh, I, I do think, you know, in this case, they probably, it sounds like they both had good relationships. So maybe marriage isn't the thing that they're, they're stressed or nervous about so much. Um, but it, it's just the reality of blending a family. So maybe if they could, ref- he could reframe it with her a little bit of, it's like, you know, you have someone do your hair, right? Mm-hmm. You don't do it yourself. Why? Because you can't see the top. Like you don't, <laughs> you don't know what it looks like back there, really. And so you well, do my own. Yeah, Brian I mean, does his hair. Besides Brian, yeah. but but just like you, you pay a professional to help guide you through buying a home or redecorating something. Someone has skills you don't have and has a vision you can't see. And when you do it early, there's very little work that actually has to be done compared to if you wait. Um, so if I don't cut my hair for a hundred years and then I go in as a llama work, <laughs> right. And yeah. so that's really it is it's more about preventative and positive. And that's, you know, most couples counselors, couple counselors are like, you know, you're, you're, you're the highlight of their week. I promise <laughs> because they're not untangling all the damage. What they're doing is helping you optimize the strengths you have, navigate stuff before it becomes a problem, it's it's ideal. Yeah. 
I could see. I uh, I just feel like by the numbers, because it's kind of a numbers game. If everybody oh. lived in your utopian ideal for everyone getting counsel before marriage, before kids, before whatever, you would have like a. Re- it would be a huge effect, right? Mm-hmm. Like yeah. a massive it effect would. on people's sure. emotional, uh, mental well being. But we don't live. It would be fun to try it. Like, can we have a little town where we start that? Where everybody everybody does the counseling. Yeah. Um, yeah, boy, it'd probably cut down as much on marriages as it did divorces. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Right? There's a lot of preventative. Well, first right. of all, I mean, that's the other thing. And this is why I think there's legitimately people feel a risk sometimes is like, well, what if they say we're not a good match? Well, I'm yeah. going to tell you right now, if a, a therapist tells you you're not a good match, it's because you guys are a hot fire and someone's going to get hurt. Yeah. But other than that, they're not going to say that, right? Right, because everyone's got get, little issues. They're yeah, not going to say, "Oh, you don't like no you, you don't like how he picks his nose." Oh, you're screwed. Like it's not like that. It would be more no. like, "No, he's a psycho," or he's, I don't know, whatever, whatever the reasons are. It'd have to be something big for them to say that. Yeah, and also they're they're really not. That's not the job. The job is not to tell you what decisions you're making. The job is to hear and see, and then guide to a healthier version of what is already there that's what couple counseling is right so when people come in they're like we're staying together you're like all right let's work with what we got and you do you work with what they they have not some other ideal that doesn't exist yet or you know whatever so chat room thinks you should be the mayor of theratown or whatever we're going to call it (laughs) theratown what we do here's what you do we go to to china because china's got a bunch of cities they started and then never populated have you ever seen oh. video or footage oh. of this? It's crazy. Like huge, huge cities empty of nothing because it just never worked out or whatever. What? We take over one of those. And now when Wendy becomes okay. mayor of Theratown, we're good. Let's do it. I'm ready. The key is, and this is going to be a little more difficult. So we always have to have people living outside of Theratown. Is no therapist can live in the town. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> well, that's true. Because you, of co- yeah. confidentiality yeah. and... Yeah. Yeah, well, they need they to all tapas in that town. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> but if we do one of these abandoned cities somewhere, uh, ghost yeah. cities they call them, and they're like whole factories there, we just take the whole place, do what we got to do, and then therapy people live in the next abandoned town that's only you know a ten minute commute. And right, they, and their town far. is called um, whatever they want to call it. I don't care. <laughs> We're perfect people. dot com town. They could also like just tell a health in. You know, it's fine. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's true. Let's do it all by Skype or whatever, and you're right. good. And then people outside of Theratown are like, "Ooh, I want." <laughs> or this is a nightmare because anytime we try to create utopia, it just ha- the opposite happens. So let's. I don't think we should do this. Yeah. I'm scared now. Yeah. But everybody would just just for the fun of it later when you got a minute, Google uh, Google abandoned Ch- or Chinese ghost town. You'd be shocked how much stuff there is. It's really cool. Anyway. That's freaky. Continue down your anyway, path. Yeah. Sorry. So so definitely go talk to somebody and, you know, they're, they're going to recognize, you know, what this is and what it's for. And this is, you know, you could do a couple sessions where you just say, hey, let's just make sure our communication's up to snuff. Any, any you know, resources or thoughts on how to blend the kids. You know, they are all young enough. This is a great time. Um, how do we make sure we include the both spouses that have passed in these kids' lives? How are we all, you know, being healthy and comfortable with that sort of thing? Mm-hmm. What does that look like? What rituals can we use to combine our family and create, 
you know, strong bonds. We've all been through some loss. We've all, you know, like just getting a little supervision on this is Mm -hmm. just going to go a long way. And, you know, we do this all the time. We ask people we care about and love for advice or what would you do? Or, you know, we're doing that all the time, but we're asking people that are biased and that has a place in life. It's fine, of course. But when you could ask someone who is not biased and can see a little, you know, and has seen a lot of other things, sometimes they're just going to be able to steer you towards some stuff that just is going to make a big difference. And like I always say, you never know all the bullets you dodge when you get healthy because, you know, there's still challenges in life. It's not anyone gets a free ride, but, you know, you don't have to find yourself at the, in the gutter and be like, well... I didn't see that coming, you know? Like, <laughs> How'd I get here? Yeah. yeah right. You can just live your life and never know that was one of the paths you might have taken. Some people are more aware of that type of thing. Like, whoa, I, I'm so glad I turned right on that intersection or, you know. Yeah. But for the most part, we just are going to be blissfully dealing with, you know, sort of basic stuff rather than. Isn't there a downside to that, though, where if it. they, if you're not aware of. I don't know. I'm trying to think of a good example. It's like people that are in a, a privileged position. Let's say their parents had a lot of money and it gave them a better start or, or they, you know, they grew up in a place where they didn't, weren't subjected to some of the problems that say poor people were or whatever. Uh, they don't really know and, and therefore cannot relate to people struggling worse than them because they aren't experiencing it. Is this doing the same thing in the long run where if you, I feel like it's antithetical to what we're trying to say, but if you're working really hard on yourself and you become the best version of yourself, how is it hard to not lose, lose touch with people maybe who need help or, or not understanding where people are coming from or not knowing what you're, you know, it's like not knowing, uh, you don't know what's great unless you've known something bad or you don't know what, Mm -hmm. what pleasure is unless you've experienced pain because what's the opposite of, you know what I mean? Does that make any sense? Yeah, totally. I I uh, I don't know if your example is a good one, but it might it's be like bad. A, it might be bad. <laughs> more like, um, well, okay. So you start when someone's seventeen, yeah, eighteen, and you take some things they went through as a kid and you help them work through that. Yeah, and now they're not constantly like, okay, let's say, um there was a something traumatic happened or something with a parent that, you know, and, and now you're going to spend the rest of your life trying to get someone to love you who also hurts you because that's what dad did yeah. or mom did or something. I mean, that's a very different life trajectory than the one where you are allowed to grieve and be angry and understand and learn and put certain things in place, recognize triggers, recognize when people are toxic for you or not you're going to have a very different outcome, yeah. right? And yeah. so it's just that, you know, it's like education in, in any form. You know better, so you can make different choices. You have options that you wouldn't have otherwise. So it's really sort of self-education. And, and we're not great at this. Like the other day, I was just thinking, what is a long laundry list of, well, I'll give you an example. So Peter made dinner. Mm. He is 10 years old <laughs> and it was delicious. What did he make? What was it? It's a it's a pasta that has cherry to, or grape tomatoes, 
like fresh mozzarella and basil and it's really simple it's not hard to make wow. the, yeah. the kid's been making pasta since he figured out what pasta was he <laughs> loves it so much so he is uh so he made dinner and like the beaming pride like the accomplishment of a lifetime like i kept thinking this is the energy of someone right like that mm-hmm. it's just building self-worth like i yeah. can do a thing and everyone is seeing eating it and liking it and anyway it was just like one of those moments where i thought yeah that is just an important life skill and it's not even just that it's a life skill it's a competence developmentally we need to to have a degree of competence about certain things to feel good right and so so here he is making dinner and feeling competent and i was loving it because i didn't have to make dinner and then you know i was sitting there thinking like what other things like that in life go a long way that when you start younger, it's of course easier, but you can still learn to do a lot of things and become competent at a lot of things sort of later in life. But I was just thinking like, um, how to manage your email. (laughs) Like, why isn't that a class? Mm -hmm. It should be right. Yeah. It's very, seems very fundamental, but like, do I archive something? Do I save it? Do I delete it? How do I keep this? And make right. sense how, do I, or, how do I not treat this as like one big to-do list? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And have it stress me out and cause me to panic or how right. do I learn? You know, there's just some things and, and, and so, you know, anyone listening is probably like, well, your parents should teach you these things. And it's like, did your parents teach you how to handle an email box inbox? They did not. <laughs> no, they did not. No, no, they did not. No. And it's not going to be like, come here, junior. Let me sit down and teach you how to manage an inbox. Right. Right. It's, it's <laughs> Here's a weird... how to manage your social media account. I think, right. I think that, uh, it's funny you bring that one up as an example because it may seem really basic, but it's also a very philosophical kind of training. Because how you handle an inbox inbox is a lot about how you handle being overwhelmed, uh, Mm -hmm. taking a bunch of stuff and segmenting it in a way that makes sense, uh, building a a to-do list out of a ton of people asking you to do things. It's a lot more than just drag it here, pop it here, and archive it there. It's like, you know, how do you want to tackle your your communication? And that's that's a bigger lesson than just, you know, use your email. Which ties right back to the marriage counseling, right? Like in the end, each pair of in a couple have learned different things, different skill sets, both in this in the emailers case, have been married before, raised two children together. Like they have a lot of background that, you know, like they did things a certain way. And you're going to blend that. That is now the impact of four people because this previous spouse has also had an impact on how that other marriage was run and, you know, et cetera. And now we're going to all join that together. I mean, think about that, like a project at work or work or something. Now you imagine not giving it a project manager, just mm-hmm. like good luck blending all the things, mm-hmm. right? Like, and, and this is just human nature. We tend to just like, especially when we're happy, right? We're like having a good time and meeting this person and our, our brains are actually a little bit brain dead from not, you know, this person's amazing and I can't see their faults and I don't want to see some of them. You know, we're not great at that in the early stages, which is why human species continues is that we have to be a little bit stupid at first. Right. Yeah. Um, but especially when there's kids involved and you're blending two families and your finances might be complicated. And by the way, everyone's finances are complicated. I'm working with somebody who, you know, they've been married 10 years, have two kids and they have yet to share a penny 
Isn't that insane? <laughs> it and seems I think, like you ought oh to have God. at least some of that. I get I get different accounts for some people, and some yeah. people are you know two That's different jobs. Do, yeah. Some people are, are make that stuff work no problem, but and but, everyone's different, and everyone can oh, make yeah. it work. But yeah. of course, I get to see under the hood, which is they also don't rely on each other. They might as well be divorced in some ways, right? Mm-hmm. And so we're working to re- build connection and interdependence. And money is just like uh, a placeholder for relying on one another a little bit, right? Yeah. It could be something else. It could be who's doing the dishes or, you know, who carrying my bags sometimes when I don't feel good or whatever, right? Like there's that interdependence. And that is something every couple has to navigate. And everyone can be different. They can have totally bizarre living situations that work out. It's fine. It doesn't have to be that you do things like everyone else. You do have to find what works. It's really hard to find what works um, sometimes if those things are very different than what you've been accustomed to, what your parents parents modeled to you. So getting on the same page and learning how to communicate about the things you'll never get on the same page about, because that's true. You will always have things where it it never is going to align ever from the day you dated first date to the day you die and you're together the whole time. That thing doesn't get resolved. How do you handle that? Um, and somebody, you know, can help them guide them. So I absolutely find your, find your third party there that can just give you some guidance and then keep their name in your pocket. So when you need it later, they can, you know, they can be part of family's development. It really is, Val- really valuable. And it sounds like he's used to, you know, used to yeah. this to the system. He understands that he's been in therapy, gets it. So yeah. it's not this will be an easier transition from him. Maybe the uh this new relationship in his life, maybe she's a little less, you know, ready to jump into that, but you know, I think him having that experience is definitely going to help them get there. Yeah. Well, and especially um, like if your family no one gets uh, no one asks for help in your family and then your new partner's like, "Hey, we should do counseling." You're like, "Well, I've never needed that. Or the only people I know who need that are really messed up. That feels like a weird thing. And so, you know, it's rather than like, let's go to a marriage coach. Maybe she'd feel more comfortable. Just the, the idea that therapy means problems is so ingrained in everybody. Right. Um, and life coaching is really like this way to like do the positive work of, of counseling. Um, but counselors do that too, right? Like, Someone who knows all the nitty gritty and can help pull people out of a deep, dark pit can just like snap their fingers and make your marriage a lot better <laughs> yeah. because they have just so much skill to do that. Um, I do know therapists who don't want to work with anyone doing premarital or the easy stuff because it's just boring to them. <laughs> yeah. So double check. Like, are you bored with happy people? Yeah. <laughs> um, they it's only, is, is that a thing? Some people, they, they, some therapists just want to deal with the really hard stuff and don't want. Well, to. I mean, I would say from my perspective, I, sometimes I'm just like, oh, well, this is easy and I can do this in a session. Yeah. And that's kind of fun. But I, you know, I do like a challenge. I think that's fun. I, I also think there's a lot of therapists who have transitioned into life coaching because it really is all the fun, positive stuff. Yeah. And they're, they're tired of the hard stuff. So yeah. everyone's at a different spot, but yeah. I think it's worth, um, exploring and and maybe you know for the average person maybe not in this exact situation you know if we thought of things this this is humans are terrible at preventative anything because we can't predict very well what will happen obviously and so we just are like bizarrely optimistic or sometimes bizarrely pessimistic 
more so than we we maybe is merited for a certain certain circumstance and it's usually protective right it's going to protect me from getting hurt so i'm going to be really pessimistic it'll protect me from having bad things happen by just hoping for all the good and and sometimes that means you know a rude awakening as real life hits or you you know you just need help navigating i don't think there's a person out there who hasn't thought Ooh, I should probably talk to someone about that, yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. or who can I talk to about this or, Ooh, something might be wrong with me, you know, if, and, and usually if you wait till the house is on fire, it's just a lot more work. So preventative is I do wish way better. I do wish the health system here was more conducive to, uh, treating oh, yeah. that stuff the same way you treat other preventative healthcare. Because 100%. I think that holds a lot of people back. They're like, well, my insurance doesn't cover it. I don't want to pay a thousand bucks an hour. I don't, you know, it's another racket, blah, blah, blah. There's like just this attitude, you know, about that sort of right. thing. And I don't know. Well, and it's not easy. So like, you know, friends are reaching out to me all the time. Like, okay, I got a kid or a friend or me who needs therapy. How do you suggest I do it? And I am helping them navigate it. I am searching with them online. I am doing the the work that they need to do to, you know, with them. And I'm just like, this is a ridiculous it's so so difficult and thanks to the pandemic there's not a therapist who isn't booked and exhausted so you know you have a lot of um just you know supply chain of therapists has run a little i was curious about that is there kind of a supply and demand problem right now with uh, oh yeah therapy yeah Mm. for sure part of it is that more and more younger people are expressing it doesn't mean they there's a, there's a jump because of the pandemic for mm. sure for sure and mm. I we'll see that all play out eventually numbers wise but I I think there's a lot more anxious kids and other things happening and social stuff that you know occurred because of the the last two years yeah but I also think um, just the sheer number of so people seeking help has risen because their awareness is better. It's my fault. I'm talking about it freaking every week on this show. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so get therapy. And I'm like, who, who, where are we supposed to go? Yeah. And, you know, I work a lot with people overseas and it is so much worse there. Just not as many numbers. Every country has just sort of its different um, understanding and take on things. Lots of expats are always just trying to figure out how to navigate that because it's just, it's really tricky. Um, so long time ago, I'm not going to give you the whole history, but mental health parity was you know, is forced through passage in Congress as applying it to metal, medical healthcare coverage. Yeah. Um, it's still not parity by any shot. And, you know, couples counseling isn't even covered by insurance. I don't know if you know that. No, I didn't um, know that. No. So, it should be. Jeez. Yeah, it really should I, be. I know. Isn't that crazy? It's like, it is crazy, love, yeah. all these family values, guys. We should totally. <laughs> um, it is. Yeah, totally. Right. Yeah, I always go <laughs> back to like, Carl on The Simpsons when they said, good teamwork, Carl. It says, yeah, my teamwork. And I'll never forget that line. And it applies, <laughs> it applies to almost all of these sorts of things. Everybody wants theirs. And when they say freedom, they mean their freedom. When they say yeah. freedom of speech, they mean their freedom of speech. And they don't right. really want right. you to say anything. So F those guys. Exactly. And that sucks. Exactly. Yeah. And and couples counseling really, and, and especially preventative couples counseling, should just be mandatory. Like, oh, you want a license to get married? Here's a card. Go for six sessions. You know, it'd be yeah. amazing. I feel like that's possible, but yeah. whatever. Yeah. Uh, I'm not in charge and no one's made me mayor of any town. Nope. Um, yeah. <laughs> not even oh, Theratown. But, yep. but I think that idea, though, is like it is It is difficult. And if you're an American, you have 
currently the most access of anyone in the world. (laughs) And it's still this hard, right? At at least in terms of population numbers and those trained, I think it's improving in other places. But I just know my experience in Sweden was just like, just not enough numbers. It was very difficult to get the education and the licensing and get all that done. And so you just didn't have as many available. And, you know, that'll change over time as demand increases, but it has increased. And so get on waiting lists if you need to right now. Um, and that's why I, I like the preventative model. By the time the house is on fire, it's it can't, there's no ER. There is an right. ER, but there's right. not the sort of things in place. That there's no brain ER too unless much you're destruction bleeding. and stuff that yeah. happens if you wait until it's too late. And, yeah, and if you go to the yeah. v, the ER, they're going to what's the matter? My marriage is broken. Oh, well, get out of here. Like, <laughs> <laughs> right. like we don't really we're not really equipped for it. You know, the only time right. they have. Psych- I do know actual yeah. ERs. Um, they have entire sections for you know, mental health. Um, yeah. They always bring in the psych because, guy on the TV shows. He's like, Oh, we're going to psyche valve from bill up upstairs or whatever. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, but just needing, they, they need more literal space to sort of put folks because there's just more and more having challenges. And then that's, that's how our medical system works is you go to the ER when you can't afford anything else. Yeah. When you can't, when you're just screwed and then you pay that, pay that bill for the rest of your life. And that's, yeah, that's and here's great. where I, I'm, I'm a hypocrite, and there's the irony: is that I am really bad at this. <laughs> like I am really bad at preventative stuff. Mm. I just I mean, that is n- usually the case, isn't it? Yeah. That uh, you know, Everyone's doctors are really bad about taking care of themselves. Yeah, and, yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's like that. Um, I'm really bad at the like, yeah, like well, we'll just wait till like you're. It's a flesh wound. You know what I mean? Stuff like that. Yeah. It's not great. Yeah. So. <laughs> I, guess I hear that uh, Sparks Not as I do. that Sparks Joy uh, organization lady on Netflix. I hear she lives in a dump. Oh yeah, she just she, is that she, true? No, <laughs> she probably That'd lives in a very so a very organized dump. You know? <laughs> probably yeah, a very organized dump. Yeah, all Sparks Joy. Yes. It's <laughs> a good title. Uh, all right, well, this is all well and good. I hope uh, this helps, and I think you guys are on the right track. I'm also super happy for them for finding each other. Like that's yeah, that's great. me too. It sounds like an awesome, awesome thing. And your kids are young enough that this might be okay. You know, they mm-hmm. get a little. Oh, it will be okay. Yeah. It's all it it absolutely. But just yeah, yeah you got to do your best by them, and yeah, love yeah. it. That's great. Yeah, there's something about I don't know a cool stepsister stepbrother thing that can work sometimes. Like right now. Yeah. Things are a little cloudy around here because John, my mom's husband, is in the hospital getting what's he having done? Oh, he's getting a kidney, kidney stone, stone removed. Oh, wow! But his his prostate's so big. I'm just giving him a bunch of HIPAA. Information oh my here. gosh, it's called HIPAA. You can't reveal these well, things. Yeah, technically, that's true. But he's got. I mean, he's 90 years that's old. That's not his doctor. Yeah, that's true. He's 90 years old. He's got that's a good. gigantic swollen up deal there. So nothing Jeez. can get past. So they got to drain first, and he's in the hospital. He can't eat. He's grumpy as hell. And my mom can't really drive. And none of this is fun. But even they could use some counseling. <laughs> even at eighty-two and ninety, when you're so set in your ways, they would benefit yeah. from you know a little bit of yeah. Something. But they probably a little bit of help. A little bit of help. All right. Well, uh, this has all been well and good. Uh, Wendy, anything going on besides that? I mean, you know. Yeah, we got our final week of, uh, well, next week is our final week of Real Steps. And then we'll start uh, registering people again. It's going to be, it's great. We have, yeah, man. I, I need, I, will you, would you let me bring another person on to talk about their experience? Of course, of course. 
yeah. then you're going to do it, right? Yeah, I'm totally doing it. This next session, I'm okay. doing it. Me and Carter okay. are going to do it. She says she wants to do it too. So it's nice. going to be awesome. Yeah. So come for the, uh, the lols and, <laughs> and, and Scott and Carter can give you an autograph if you want to join. Yeah, that's sure. right. Car- Carter's yeah. autograph will be worth way more than mine. I can promise you that as time goes on. Yeah. There's my investment okay. advice. Um, all right, Wendy, <laughs> have a fantastic week. We'll see you next week for more. Bye now. Okay. Bye guys. See you. All right. It's good stuff. Yes. Get counseling is the point. Hey, yeah, uh, sure. let's talk about some shows coming up. I know Coverville's today. What's going on there? What are you doing? Yeah, tribute to uh, Taylor Hawkins of the Foo Fighters today because uh, needed to happen doing a tribute show when we lose somebody important. It's uh, it's what we got to do. So a lot of Foo Fighters cover stuff that I didn't play when they were inducted into the Hall of Fame uh, last year. So some, some newer stuff as well as a cover by Taylor Hawkins' other band, the Coattail Riders, um, and maybe the weirdest cover I've ever heard of a Foo Fighters song, but I feel like Taylor would love it. Oh. So that's coming up at uh, 1 p.m. Mountain Time, twitch.tv slash Coverville. Man, that guy, what a legacy. You go into a band who's already got one of the greatest drummers working. Right, yeah. And you somehow become as good or better than him, and and you complete that band in a way that right. uh, it's just... No really one, sucks. no one felt like they were second fiddle in the in Foo Fighters, right? No. I mean, they were, you know. Yeah, everybody was on deck yeah. all the time. Bums, yeah, bums me out. Uh, so that's uh, one p.m. Mountain Time. Twitch.tv/slash/coverville. I think I said it, but I'm gonna say it again. It's all right. Sometimes twice is always nice. Uh, twice core, is nice. Uh, core is tonight at five p.m. We're gonna go deep mm. on those Sony uh, tiered system. They're gonna launch in June. We want to get into that. Bunch of other stuff happening. Uh, of course, the games we played this week and, and more. So check us out tonight. Core, that's video games the way you want them. 5 p.m. Mountain Time for the live show and wherever you get your podcasts after that. Uh, Carter and I will be doing a game stream tomorrow morning at 10 a.m. A couple hours there. And then TMS cool. PM tomorrow is happening. So come yeah. be a part of that, patrons. If you're not a patron. Do we know, uh, is it uh, Dan or is it... Uh, the, uh, don't Act. have confirmation yet, but I that's mostly because I forgot to ask him. Um, okay. But I think Dan is around, so we're going to probably have Dan. If not, cool. it'll be us doing apps. But either way, that'll be Friday afternoon, 2 p.m. Mountain Time for all of you folks who are patrons. Sign up if you haven't because that's for a buck a month. You can come watch us do a live. It's so much extra content for yeah, a buck a month. It's, it's a crazy. Ton. It's silly. It's stupid. Yeah. We're dumb. We're the worst. All right. <laughs> uh, oh, there will be Dungeons Saturday at 2 p.m. And, of course, a film sack this weekend. We're doing another watch-along while Randy's out of town. But uh, that'll be this weekend as well. Oh, yeah, X-Files. <laughs> we yeah. had a lot of fun with that episode. It was weird. We did. Yeah, we did. It's very weird. I keep forgetting. Went places outside of the episode. It's funny, like, uh, you know, the stuff we talked about during that episode. Talking about uh, Charles Nelson Riley's toupee and how he once... Pulled it off of his head and put it on a contestant's head on uh, Match Game. Yeah, it always. I always thought that was Gong Show, but when you showed me the clip, I was like, "Oh, it was never Gong Show." Mm-hmm. He may have been no. on the Gong Show once or twice. I don't know. Maybe it was. I don't know if he ever was. It feels like it would be right up his alley. You know, I mean, the the uh, J.P. Morgan and Jamie Farr could have slid over and made some room for mm-hmm. oh, yeah. <laughs> for Charles Nelson Riley. For all you kids at yeah. home, this was uh, this was like American Idol before American Idol. Man, this is what That's we had. Right. Yeah, it's the best we had. Yeah. Oh, and uh, uh, I'm going to be a guest on. Um, uh, oh my gosh, why am I forgetting? It's like there. It's the educational thing that uh, Major Spoilers. Um, oh, uh, Ashley and Jason do geek uh, geek 
history lesson, geek history lesson. Good Lord, why, why couldn't I figure it out? <laughs> uh, I'm going to be a guest on that this weekend. I don't think they do it live, so just look for the, uh, the podcast once it's done. But I'm going to be talking about this little known, I'm not even sure I'm familiar with it, um, band of superheroes called The Avengers and a movie that came out apparently, um, you know, back in 2012 or something, I mm-hmm. guess. But uh, so... Yeah, be talking about the Avengers with uh, Jason and Ashley for Geek History Lesson. Those guys are great. I'm excited for They them. are great, yeah. For everything else you're looking for, frogpants.com slash TMS. We'll give it to you. If you want to request songs or do anything else, it's all there. And uh, email us, themorningstream at gmail.com. We're going to go now, but uh, tradition states right here in the bylaws that we have to play a song. So do you have one? Yeah. Well, I got a good one. Uh, David Link wrote in and said, This song manages to be both cheery and a little depressing at the same time, just like the weather this time of year. You thought I was going to say just like the Saturday night at its house, I totally you? did. I absolutely yeah. did. <laughs> <laughs> that was funny. I, I didn't think of it until I said just like this time of year. Yeah. Uh, here's to cherry pies, candy bars, and chocolate chip cookies while they last bulbs to grow though signed david oh. uh that that was a good hint uh you know the cherry pies candy bars and chocolate chip cookies mm. you got it you got it yeah i'm talking about nothing but flowers that song by the talking heads where uh the whole world is overgrown and and 7-elevens are gone and uh, dairy queens are gone and been replaced with big fields of greens and flowers and stuff like that this is the band uh, Guster with a live version that they did in Portland, Maine in 2004. Here's Guster, Nothing But Flowers. <laughs>
This show is part of the Frog Pants Network. Frog Pants Network. Get more shows like this at frogpants.com. Playing with myself. I'm going in.